Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight as we have a lot that we have to get into and a lot that we have to break down. Saturday LSU scrimmage, uh, just a full breakdown. A full breakdown. A lot of people are worried, concerned, ripping me an absolute new one. It's okay. Because I'm going to show you something that should make you all relax. As we will go around the SEC later in the show tonight as to what has every SEC coach outside of one said about their team so far in fall camp. That was Lane Kiffin. We will touch on the things we should maybe be looking out for and some things that we absolutely should not be too worried about. Keep an eye on, but not be worried uh, 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 worried about as much. We'll talk about the offensive line, as I know a lot of people have asked, so we will break down. Um, the running backs really stood out. We'll talk on them, so we'll do a full LSU breakdown uh, from the scrimmages past Saturday. Hashtag Rafino's Rants. It has come to my attention that um, some national media is still taking pot shots at Coach Ed Orgeron uh, as we are 19 days away from the opening kickoff of LSU firing back and whipping that candy ass all up and down the field. We will defend Ed Orgeron and the legacy of LSU in just a quick second. I mentioned we'll go around the SEC. Also, Rudy Poo of the Week. We will get to the Rudy Poo of the Week and something that we did not get to last week is who would you take? We will get to that as well. Let's get to a couple of these comments before we get started. Uh, King Mo says, Blake, you getting Madden 22 Friday. You damn skippy, I'm getting Madden. And I'm going to get Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. We're going to trade for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We're going to trade for Terrace Marshall. We're going to trade for Lloyd Cushenberry. And we're going to wreck shop, y'all. It's going to be glorious. 
Might make my coach Ed Orgeron. Who knows? No, I usually make my coach Blake Rafino. Ryan Gidry says, let's go. Blake is live. That we are. Robert Plaisance, Mark, Mario, Danny, or Daniel, excuse me, uh, all say let's go. Little Boosie is in the house, y'all. Little Boosie is in the house. What's up, Boosie? Boosie, can I get some signed swag up in this thing? Can we get some signed swag for your boy? Can we get a video? Can we get a show with little Boosie in the house? What's up, Boosie? Uh, Kevin Dunn says, is Ed meeting with the media today? No, he is not. I'm pretty sure, guys, I will be out at practice tomorrow, barring it's raining. Could not get out there today, but I will be back out there um, tomorrow. Carl Dunn, Carl the Cat Dunn says, I'm only here so I won't get fined. All right, well, let's do this. So, you know what, Carl, if you do get fined, I'll pay the bill, but we got to do this for, first. If we, if you're going to get fined and somebody's going to pay the bill, we got to pay some bills around this thing. None better than our good friends over at GM Varndo and Sons. Bet online.ag. Guys, with 63 years of experience, no one is more equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varndo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, over at AYS. Since you own buyer, just go see him over at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, we're 19 days away from the opening kickoff of LSU football season. Get over to BetOnline, sign up, because when you place that first bet of LSU beating UCLA, you're going to get 50% off that first welcome bonus. When you check out, hit podcast, hit AYS. Let them know your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, sent you on by. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Uh, we do have a lot to talk about. Um, a lot of people, let's do this too before we get started. Everyone that's on here watching us live currently, do me a favor. Hit the like. If you're on Facebook, hit the like button. Just one, It's one click. Hit the like button. Hit the share. Well, it's two buttons. Hit the like. Hit the share. Share to your social medias. If you're on YouTube, do us a favor by hitting the subscribe button uh, and hit the like as well. You can actually hit the down button. It actually helps us if you hit either one. So, Rudy Poo on you if you hit the down button. Also, if you're on Periscope uh, Twitter, don't forget to follow and hit that retweet uh, as well. I got to give a quick shout out to my guy, Carter the Power Bryant. Um, he does a show on YouTube as well. So my man sent me a signed Jerry Stovall card um, and sent me one of the, the bracelets he uh, he sells. So if you are if you haven't checked him out uh, before, go see my good friend Carter the Power Bryant as my man's doing a lot of great things. does a lot of film breakdown. Um, so I wanted to give him a quick shout-out. Um, Stefan says, been waiting all day for 7 o'clock. Let's go get it, and let's get it done. Roderick says, we are live. That we are. Um, so I want to address this right off the gate because I had a lot of people uh, coming to me and talking to me about the offensive line. Now, Ed said that he was worried about uh, about uh, protection on Max. I will tell you from people that were at the, at the scrimmage on Saturday – all of them have pretty much said the same thing, that Cam did struggle against Andre Anthony and times at Allie, against Allie Gay. Now, let's stop there. 
this tells me a couple of different things. It tells me that the inconsistency that Cam Wire is facing is something that we've seen over this camp. Inconsistent, um, not as bad as we saw on Saturday, but we do know and have confirmed that left tackle Cam Wire was battling a small injury and was in rehab getting back ready to go. So if a kid was out there still practicing, still trying to fire off on all cylinders, you got to give the man credit. Now, I'm going to play this, and I want to show you a chronological order of what's been going and how ticky going on and how ticky tack the O line versus the D line has been. This is a, a, a footage or audio footage of Ed Orgeron this past Thursday talking about the offensive line and what he's seen from that group. I guess uh, Eason has been out for a little bit. Uh, I think he's going to come back Monday. Uh, Anthony Bradford, uh, we played some at tackle. Uh, we moved him back to guard. I see a, a, a more of a physical attitude. I think our guys are working on physicality with Brad. And I can start to see it in practice. I, I felt it today. I think those guys are working, uh, you know, Austin Declan, Liam, Big Ed, Liam, them guys being back, it helps. Uh, Cam is solid and left tackle is doing a great job. So I think, you know, the first group is going to be solid. Uh, the second group has got to come along. Now, that was Ed Orgeron when he was talking to the media last Thursday. So everybody, when Ed said that he was a little worried and the protection has to get better for this offensive line, you just heard Ed Orgeron this past Thursday tell you a couple things. Cam Wire has done really, really well at left tackle. Talked about Anthony Bradford that started in the scrimmage this past Saturday. He's becoming more physical. People that are t that have told me that he went the entire scrimmage looking really well, and also the running game for LSU also did really well. I said this past Saturday that running back John Emery had to ball out. It was the biggest day in his career at LSU, and for all intents and purposes, John Emery showed out. Max Johnson said today that he was one of his favorite targets coming out of the backfield and choice routes. They are connecting on these choice routes, and he's catching the ball really well out of the backfield. Guys, that's the things that you want to see during camp. So you want Ed Orgeron saying on Thursday that Cam Wire's done really good, the offensive line's been really physical, they, the D-line on Thursday gets beat, they turn right around on Saturday, and they fire off on all cylinders. Welcome to SEC football camp in the middle of August. Welcome to it. Relax, R-E-L-A-X, relax. Don't take a scrimmage out of context. Jake Peets, DJ Mangus, Mickey Joseph, Brad Davis, all of them are not scheming in a scrimmage. They are running. It, it, look, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but as good offensive coaches have said, as good head coaches have said, Ed Orgeron in his own words has said this before. Nick Saban has said this in his own words before. You run plays during scrimmages. You run plays during camp not to get them right, but you do them so many times perfectly that you can never get them wrong. This is what camp is about. So don't freak out about the offensive line. Now, injuries are a concern. Is Garrett Dellinger, Dellinger going to be out? That's a concern. But take the words that Ed Orgeron has given you. This is I, I can't give you any more uh, clarity 
other than what Ed Orgeron has told you. So in back-to-back media uh, uh, availabilities that we've had Ed, he's told you they've looked really good, they've they got to get better in protection, and there was a reason why Ed did not give you rushing stats this past Saturday. Do you want to know why? It's because multitudes of people have sent to this phone or this iPad that were there to not only get players' perspectives that have told me what happened, but to get other people's perspectives on what happened. Guys, the running game was really good this past Saturday for the offense. Now let's flip it, and I'm going to get to the comments. I'm going to get to the comments, but i got to get to this. Now let's flip it. Now let's flip it to the defense. You want to see this. You want to see on Thursday when they get dominated. Guys, this past Thursday when LSU was at practice, they went through te- LSU went through team drills, one-on-ones. It took LSU five plays to get down to the end zone and score. The scoring play was a, 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 a zone read from Max Johnson on a touchdown. Then you flip it to Saturday, and it starts to flip on its head a little bit. You want to see that. You absolutely want to see that. Don't freak out. Now, when you have individuals like Ali Gay, now a lot of people are talking about Ali Gay being a first-round pick, a top-ten pick. Guys, don't freak out on that right now. Don't say that right now. Ali Gay is a really dominant human being. If you were going to script a defensive end that you would want to make, uh, who asked me about Madden earlier? I forget who told who asked me about Madden. That is a defense of end you would script and want to make as a guy that you want to be, you know, with the creative player, whatever it is. That is the individual. Andre Anthony has been a guy that's been here for a long time. You want to see him in the experience that he has when he has a, a, a lackluster. Uh, performance during a team practice, you want to see him turn that shit up. And he did. Ed talked about Joseph Evans this past Saturday. He talked about the interior of the defensive line in Neil Farrell. He talked about Micah Baskerville stepping up. We can, I can confirm it. A lot of people have asked me about Mike Jones. I will confirm this right now. Mike Jones, who has been a guy that tra- the transfer from Clemson, who Mike Jones – is a guy that went into inside linebacker, but now we can't confirm is a guy that they have moved over a little bit into the slot, covering some tight ends and wide receivers, and we have seen him do it at Clemson where he's running stride for stride with wide receivers. We're probably where Jabril Cox should have been all last year. Take Jacoby Stevens out, insert Jabril Cox. That's probably what should have happened. But the defense is coming. The defensive communication with guys out in Stingley and Elias Ricks and Elias Ricks, Perk, Mike Scar- uh, Scarborough from TigerBait.com was back in practice today in a non-contact jersey. Dwight McGlothern still battling a little bit of an ankle. Looks to be back in the next couple of weeks. So was Jason Hines if you're going to ask about injuries. But Edwards run saying Coy Raymond being the coach of the, uh, of the practice, that is something that's going to go bar none more when you have a uh, when you had a season before when you had DBs that were giving up so many blown coverages. You like to see that. Now, let's talk about what everybody probably wants to talk about here, and that's the freshmen. This past Thursday, Coy Connor, we've seen video footage. Everybody's been access to this part of the footage. Coy Connor absolutely stiff-arming Todd Harris to the ground and being so physical where guys cannot tackle him and get him on the ground. Saturday, it ha- the same exact thing happened. Broke a long run with the second team and the sec- second team offensive line and had a hurdle over guy and Jordan Tolls. 
Amari Goodwin with the second team, Thunder and Lightning, as the two guys call themselves. Also gets a couple carries, gets a couple catches out of the backfield, and then he scores. The Clyde Edwards-Alaire that Ed Orgeron has alluded to. So, this freshman, when I said last week that I believe in my heart that this is the best top-to-bottom, all-around, best recruiting class Ed has ever had, I was not joking. Oh, now let's go to wide receiver. Brian Thomas, the Brian Thomas Jr., the wide receiver out of Walker, has been virtually unguardable all camp. Can he translate that on September the 4th? Because if he continues to do what he's doing, along with Malik Neighbors, who is coming, if they continue to do what they're doing, they're not LSU does not have a choice but to put those young studs on the field. LSU has seen this before. Odell Beckham Jr., uh uh um, Jamar Chase was a guy that everybody talked about in practice. Uh, Brian Thomas Jr. is another guy that now everybody's talking about. When guys come in and make that big of a splash, it's not long before they start seeing the field. Can he catch? Can he hang on to it? Can he understand what the offense is doing? Can he block on screens? Can he block when running backs get the ball out of the backfield? Those are questions we don't know completely yet. But it looks to all intents as nobody can stop him. All right, let's get to a couple of these comments. So I hope that that answers a lot of questions. Oh, and by the way, I have somebody that told me and called me twice. Normally when I miss a call, I'll get you know to a source. I'll get back to it. But this individual who does not like talking on the phone, like I got to bring him to lunch every week, <laughs> calls me twice and said, hey, who listens to the show, says, hey, Blake, you Rudy Poo. You absolute Rudy Poo. You better keep your eyes on Cardell Thomas. I'm like, all right. As he's, you know, I'm just going to leave it there. He says, you better watch out for Cardell Thomas. The kid's injury was worse than what we anticipated and did really well. Guys, when you have individuals in the red zone and in the end zone multiple times running all over the second team defense, so let's, let's stop right here very quickly. I'm about to get to the comments. When you see that happening and you see the defensive line of a second team that will entail these guys, B.J. Ojolari, Jaqueline Roy, Tank Guillory, Mason Smith, who can rotate inside but wasn't there Saturday, I get it, um, Sanoe Fanua, who's been another defensive end. Oh, and by the way, Savion Jones, the defensive end out of St. James is coming per Mike Scarborough and some things that he's searing. It's not as dire as everyone's trying to make it out to be. Do not listen to the doom and gloom. Stop listening to the bullshit. Oh, that's his old line. It's so bad. Well, you heard him Thursday said that he, they dominated the D-line. Five plays. I know for a fact in five plays on Thursday during team drills, they're getting their asses in the end zone. Take it for what it is now. All right. Blake Quibido says, what's up, Blake? Been a hot minute. But it's t- football time for us. Yeah, guys, I got some crazy news or some crazy thoughts and news before we came on the show. Uh, guys, we might be hit 100,000 views. <laughs> We're not even at the end of August. Tell me it's football season without telling me it's football season. Jordan Simpson sends us some stars via Facebook. Thank you, my friend. Um, Mark Lake Jr. says, Blake, you mentioned that you mentioned the other day that Bryce Young might not be the quarterback for the Gumps. Assuming Tyson is making it close, or is it something you can share? 
Uh, I'm going to keep this one a little close to the vest. What I'll tell you is, is Jalen Milrow, the quarterback out of Texas, uh, is starting to turn some heads right now. Now, I went going around the SEC. I was going to talk about this uh, when asked when asked um, from the media. Nick Saban asked about when he was asked about Bryce Young. He was extremely frustrated about the pieces that are around Bryce Young right now. Currently, that guys are not executing. Hello, <laughs> hello. If you take what Nick, who Nick Saban is, and you what he said on Saturday, and you take what Ed Orgeron said on Saturday, put them together in their own words, you're going to come out with the same result. And Nick is not happy with his skill players right now, at all, at all. Uh, Bert says, "I've been good." Oh, that's not to me. That is not to me. Terry Hilton says, "Are there any coaches not pulling their own weight?" Or will we just need to see a reflection come game time? Guys, you're we're in camp. You know, like, pulling the own weight how? You know, like, there's so many – like, are you going to say Jake Peets isn't – like, what do we mean by pulling their weight, Terry? Like, what do we mean? I, I, I don't know what else people – you know, like, what people want to hear. You know, it's like Thursday offense dominates. Nobody talks about the defense not dominating. We turn around on Saturday, defense dominates. Oh, shit. Oh, doom and gloom. Guys, it's, it better be ticky-tack. It better be. <laughs> Are you going to have a Lane Kiffin type of scenario? Lane, I don't know if you guys heard Lane Kiffin on Saturday, but Kiffin said, I don't know, talking about the scrimmage, he goes, I don't know if our, our offense is that good or our defense absolutely sucks. That's a direct quote. A direct quote from Lane Kiffin. I don't think that there's somebody not pulling their weight. Uh, Blaine says he hasn't worked Power Hour. Well, Jacob Cole brings it perfectly here. He says, AYS, LSU Power Hour, Tiger Bait, top-tier LSU shows. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> uh, Amanda uh, 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 Barker on Facebook says, please don't relax, LO. Guys, you, we got to relax. We do have to relax. It, you know, Saturday was like, oh, my God, we're, we suck. We suck. Says whom? Says whom? Ryan Thibodeau says, I think the coaches are doing what they're supposed to do. Absolutely they're doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, Corey, Corey Raymond has two of their starters out at corner. Ed comes out and says, look, I got to give him coach of the day. Corners play very physical. Played very physical. By the way, I heard Major Burns also had a play physical. Let me get on Garrett Nussmeyer, a guy that I missed. I know that I missed Garrett Nussmeyer. Um, because I, I think what people do is, is they see the stats and they freak out behind it. By the way, in 2019, during the scrimmages, um, Joe Burrow never eclipsed over 62%. percent <laughs> he, he threw for 60 touchdowns, ran for five others, and completed damn near 70% of his passes. I think we could be okay. I think we'll be okay. Um... I know that Ed did not allude to any turnovers by the offense, um, and, and especially from Nussmeyer. That's not the case. So everybody's saying that there's a quarterback battle. I don't know about that one. <laughs> you can't turn the ball over. You can't turn the ball over. Uh, but he's getting a lot better. 
look, he, he's rolling out of the pocket. He's making serious throws. I think there was one series I was told that he went to Brian Thomas a couple times and, and, and was locked in on him, and they're calling him Little Baker Mayfield with a better arm. Guys, you can hate Baker Mayfield. You can love him or don't feel anything about him, but Baker Mayfield got an Oklahoma team to the playoffs, and look what he's doing with the Browns. Guys, the Browns haven't been in the playoffs since 1994, and they haven't won a game in the playoffs since 1994, and they have right now, or they did last season. Baker Mayfield, per his peers, is a top 100 uh, NFL player per their voting. So stop if someone's going to compare him to that, stop. And by the way, he's a former Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Jacob Cole says, smell the roses, inhale, blow out the candle, exhale. Woosa. It's very true. Aaron Adams says, and Blake, we trust. I like it. I dig it. Uh, Brandon on Facebook Live says, Blake, do you believe UCLA game or UCLA having game before us is an advantage for LSU because we will have film or disadvantage because the Bruins get a warm-up game? You know, uh, Brandon, that's a really good question. And I was asked by, I was asked by Jordy Holtberg that today. And, and I uh, on his on his radio show, um, the Jordy Holberg show, he asked me that, and I feel like Brandon, it's a slight edge to LSU, and here's why. Well, I mean, you want to get out there and have real life game reps. Like I would rather a, a powder puff before UCLA to get some kinks out. But again, that's what camps for. That is what camps for. Um, yeah, but I don't I don't know if, if, if Brian Kelly and UCLA is gonna change up a whole lot. Like Brian Kelly is I mean Brian Kelly. Um Chip Kelly is who he is. He runs the same stuff. He's gonna do the same stuff. He's gonna pull guards, he's gonna run speed uh, uh jet sweeps, he's gonna run zone reads. Um I would say it's an advantage for LSU, and here's why. Nobody in the country has seen LSU and Jake Peets and Durante Jones run their offenses and defenses alike that they know what to scheme for. The only thing that they know what to scheme for is probably some film on 2019 uh, and a spring game where LSU, didn't, and per Jake Peets, didn't get into 1% of the playbook. So what do you, what do you scheme for if you're UCLA with two different coordinators? You know that LSU is going to run a four uh, a four two five. You don't. LSU has been historically a team that does not run zone. They will run zone. They showed enough zone coverages in the spring game that I think it makes UCLA uh, a scheme for zone coverages and man coverages. But they didn't show all of it. They showed no blitz packages. Which, by the way, this defense flew all over the place this past Saturday with the blitz packages. Now. You know, they have done it before, but not to the intensity that they have done it like they did it on Saturday. So when you don't – so when we talk about offensive line, when you don't scheme for different blitzes that you're, the team's going to run before you, yeah, it's going to be a little difficult. It's going to be a little difficult. So I, I like the fact that LSU got a lot of pressure on the quarterback after coming off a subpar practice. Burke Gotro says camp is to make or break players show who wants to step up for the challenge. It's a big part of it, too. Uh, Blaine Smith says, how in the Rudy Poo is Ohio State ranked above us? I'm not worried about that. The only thing that um, – I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that at all. 
Uh, St- Steven says on Facebook Live, I don't think we needed to be worried about the quarterback numbers from Saturday either. I followed Garrett when he was first was being recruited, and I'm, I'm glad to see he had a good game Saturday. The dude is a legit baller. Yeah, and he did have his struggles. I mean, as any freshman quarterback does, he had his struggles. He had his struggles. Uh, Brandon also asks, I'd take unranked Ole Miss over top 10 Iowa State. I will back, I back that statement. I agree with Brandon here. I don't. I mean, look, I, the only thing that I would I, I, I halter on is the, the, the statements that Lane Kiffin said this uh, this past Saturday. He, he basically said his defense – I mean, I, I'm quoting to some extent, but he's saying that his defense absolutely sucks. Now, here's another great quote by Lane Kiffin in that press conference on Saturday. Guys, I'm telling you, this is all I do. This is all I watch, mainly because I love it. But number two, I want to know what's going on so I can come out here and tell you. Lane Kiffin said that in the uh, preseason during camp last year that their offense couldn't complete a first down. All through camp until the last week, they couldn't complete a first down, and he thought that he had a legit defense on his hands. Turns right around to the first game, they start laying smackdowns and points on everybody, Alabama included, LSU included. They started laying the points on everybody, and their defense absolutely was atrocious. <laughs> you don't game plan for for camp. You just don't do it. Uh, Amanda asked, uh, who is who are you most excited to see play as a freshman? There's a lot. I mean, look, there's a lot of built up to Brian Thomas. I mean, when you continue to say when 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 it when it's continued to be said by so many that Brian Thomas, and I'm quoting from a coach, is unguardable. I I, I mean, guys, I don't know what else to to to, to say. Of the freshmen, I would say him. I want to see Mason Smith. Uh, I want to see Sage Ryan again with flying bullets all across the place. I need to make my way out there Saturday. Um, this upcoming, but I want to see the bullets flying. Like I want to see the bullets flying for Sage Ryan because what you know, Mike Jones is an interesting case. You know, of newcomers. I know he's not a freshman, but of newcomers, he's an interesting case. Guys, they, they, LSU gave him his due at the, in the inside and said, guys, if you don't believe me, we got film on it. <laughs> we got pictures of it. Moving him out in the slot. So, we'll see. Uh, let's get to this very quickly. Um, got to give a quick shout-out to our guys over at uh, the, Ryan, uh, the, the Drake Williams Law Firm. Guys, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. 985-386-7600. That's 985-386-7600. Go to drakewilliamslawfirm.com. That's drakewilliamslawfirm.com for all of your attorney needs, real estate, succession, DWIs, whatever you need. They literally do it all, and that's why they're the number one real estate firm on the North Shore and can go everywhere in the state of Louisiana to take care of you. Drakewilliamslawfirm.com. That's drakewilliamslawfirm.com. And my good friend uh, John Patton over at over at GMFS Mortgage. Been serving your community since 1999. 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get over there today. Again, it's 225-614-1234. Tell them Blake Rafino at AYS. Sent you on by. 
Um, guys, if you want to say four, five, six, seven, eight hundred, uh, maybe not eight hundred. You want to say four, five hundred dollars, which is normally what they're doing right now on your mortgage. You'll call him. You'll call him. Let's get to this comment. Phillips Rose on YouTube says, "Hey Blake, how long will Dellinger be out with his injury?" I've heard multiple reports. I've heard it's been as, as severe. And, and look, this is what the bad part of not getting anything confirmed. Now I will tell you this: um, somebody I trust dearly reached out to LSU to confirm. Um, they would not. They basically told us to kick rocks. So let me say this to you right now. Let me write this now. What time is it? Thirty-three twenty-five. So, LSU, you don't want things leaked out. You better confirm them. You know, like us with the Miles Brennan story. Okay? You better start confirming them. They did on that one. You better start confirming stuff. Now, I think that could be to the extent of, you know, he wasn't at practice today. Neither was Chasen Hines. I'm telling you right now, Chasen Hines will be fine. Um, Some have said it's severe as a labrum tear. Um, We'll see. Now, he's... He's battled labrum tears before in his shoulder. If you don't know what a labrum is, it's in your shoulder. Um, so we'll have to wait and see on that. We'll have to wait and see. I, I don't like that news at all, though. But, but, again, again, when we talk ab- when we talk about injuries and we talk about depth, here, here comes the interesting part from everybody. Again, do you have bodies or do you not have and have depth or do you not have experience? Again, two completely different scenarios. Because if you talk to so and everybody give me a thumbs up in the chat if you believe this. Do you believe BJ Ojolari, uh Jaqueline Roy, Tank Guillory, Sanu, Savion Jones, Bryce Langston, do you believe that those four guys are really good? Because if you're going to say that the D-line's really good, and has a lot more depth, but yet the second-team O-line per Ed run on Thursday, what we listened to, and on Saturday said that they physically dominated up front. Now what? Don't tell me you don't have depth. I am sick and tired of hearing that argument. Sick and tired. Guys, they're, they're literally scoring at will with the second team right now. Two rushing touchdowns for Amari, or, or a touchdown for Amari Gouin. Touchdown for Connor. Three passing touchdowns for Garrett Nussmeyer. I mean, I'm not a smart dude. I'm not smart. Just ask my wife. <laughs> I'm not a smart dude. But I listen to what he says now. Here comes the takes of so many. Mine included. Father, you know, God, you know what? I got to do it. We got to bring on Father. Father, we got to bring you on. Uh, it says, Tolls is a guy who I had super high hopes on, like Delpit's successor, but haven't heard a lot about him. Any word how he's coming up? Well, he, he you know, um, I'm going to leave that one be. He'll be all right. Um, Jamie asked um, about if the defense was in the backfield. Well, then how are you scoring touchdowns? How how do we have video and 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 video footage? And this is another thing too. That never mind. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Media members are getting slick, especially media members that uh, don't have access to LSU's 
practices and scrimmage, um, you know what? I'm just going to use a former player to go out there. Ain't that interesting? It's a little something. It's a little something. Constantly in the backfield. Then how are you scoring? <laughs> Lane Kiffin said it best. I'm just going to leave it here. Lane Kiffin said it best. He didn't think his offense would score a point last year because his defense shut him down at camp so much. Uh, Roger says, man, it's good to hear Pancake's name. Ready to see him. If you're asking, if you're wondering who Pancake is, he's talking about um, really talking about Cardell Thomas. Uh, let's see. Mark says, also heard Bo Nix is struggling. TJ had a pretty good scrimmage other than Bo picks. Um, Father says, Josh Pate, or Pate, uh, Pate reported that Saban was was really looking happy in his presser. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Father, in the name of the Holy, uh, the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I Go, Father, I'll send you the link. My man's rolling his eyes. He's saying that we ain't got enough dynamic players on the outside for Bryce Young. Our defensive line, yeah, they're okay. We got eight guys that maybe can play, but, you know, O-line, you know, whatever. Talking about the O-line, not doing so hot. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I don't know what he was listening to. And, and Unless I'm going deaf. <laughs> when is he ever happy in a press conference? Terry, I can't get to every one of your comments, brother. Just asking your opinion. If you have none, cool. What opinion? Terry, you coming in hot, brother. Lusa, R-E-L-A-X, coming in hot. I don't answer. Guys, let me, guys we have 602, 603, 603 total comments right now. I can't get to every one of them. <laughs> uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, heard today that Saban was throwing his headsets. Wouldn't be shocked. I knew this was going to come up. Mario brings it up. I knew this was going to come up. This is going to be part of the Rafino's rants. Um, he and Mario asked Blake, "What do you uh, do? You want to talk about Eric Gilbert in Georgia?" Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say about because for whatever reason, after the Eric Gilbert news broke, and um, now here here's how it went down. Earlier last week, I have people that I can that I've sent it to. I sent it to them on Tuesday, Wednesday morning when we were hearing stuff about Eric Gilbert. Have people that can back me up if you're in here, back me up. That I sent it to them. Hearing that Eric Gilbert was pissed off that um, Kirby was not allowing him to play, uh, getting enough reps at wide receiver, and they wanted him to play full the the full time at tight end. He gets pissed off. Him and Kirby get in an altercation, not physical, but they do get in an altercation. A couple days later, Eric Gilbert's no longer with the team. Thoughts and prayers. Now, we have multiple people at Georgia. Uncle Lou was a link, a guy that's got like 40,000 subscribers, a, Georgia, a guy that covers Georgia, said is now reporting that of the altercation that, that I'm alluding to, said that Kirby's talking about thoughts and prayers. Well, give me what the thoughts and prayers are. But for whatever reason – Ed Orgeron, after all of this, from national media members, and and Kirby Smart got lumped in together about who's the better coach. Now, here's why I'm gonna gonna throw this in here. You can't be 0-2 against a coach, meaning Kirby Smart, and think that you're 
that he's not better than him. Meaning, if Ed Orgeron beat – who's better? Let's make this argument. Is Nick Saban better than Les Miles? Yes. Why? Because the field showed us that. The titles showed us that. At what point does winning matter? Kirby Smart is the guy that started Jake Fromm over Justin Fields. He's a guy that ran cover two and second and 26 and got beat for a national title. He's a guy that ran a fake field goal in Baton Rouge on early on in the game and got stuffed, wind up getting his brains kicked in when he's the number two team in the nation. He's a guy that runs fake punts and, and does not gain them on fourth and 25. I have never been more ready for a season to get kicked off. Because, and mainly due to the point where, is Kirby smart for real? Guys, it is it is very toxic at Georgia right now. Don't I don't I don't really care what people at me, DM me, I don't really give a shit anymore. You got a coach that's in rehab. A former fire coach who's now just allegedly taking over special teams. You got this Eric Gilbert debacle. You have five-star players from inside the state decommitting. You want to talk about this Jacoby Matthews thing and ever LSU fans freaking out about Jacoby Matthews? What if you had a player that was a five-star from in your state decommit and then commit to Texas A&M? He had, last time I checked, Jacoby Stevens hasn't committed anywhere else yet. Don't not saying it can and can't can or couldn't happen. I I feel very confident that he's going to be back at LSU. But at what point do we start taking Kirby Smart and saying, "Damn, he ain't looking too hot right now" versus Ed Orgeron? I hate the comparison, and, and, and I hate the comparison. Ed Orgeron's Gene Chizik. Gene Chizik wasn't twenty five and nine before a national title. Because twenty five, you know, you go, oh, Well, that's forty and nine after the national championship. Forty five and fourteen, guys. Ed Orgeron is forty five and fourteen in his tenure at LSU. Forty five and fourteen. Let's pull. Let's do this. Was it 49? Right, didn't I say 49? See, it was 25, 5, 30, 40, 45 and 14. So 45 plus 14. I'm trying to get the percentage of how, how what's the winning percentage of Ed Orgeron. So Ed Orgeron. Don't you freaking dare tell me that Ed Orgeron's winning 76% of his games at LSU. Blanket went 5-5. Five and five. He's winning 76% of his games. Guys, you want to fire a coach that's winning 76% of his games. 76. Never in my life, dog. Never in my life. What happens if Ed goes out here? God forbid, hypothetically, hypothetically, this team goes 10 and 2. This man's 55 and 16. 55 and 16. And they bounce back. 
What you going to do then? Hold on. Hypothetically here. Uh, divided by 71. Hypothetically, if LSU goes uh, uh, 10 and 2 this year, Ed, Ed Orgeron's a 77, 78% winning head coach. And you want to fire him for what exactly? Stupid son of bitches. Uh, Eric Hammond Sr., what's up, Eric? He says, hashtag ask Blake, what did you think about the Devin White message to the team? Quite honestly, Eric, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was brilliant. I quite honestly feel that it's what the LSU team needed. It's what Devin White goes in front of the front of the team and calls out Andre Anthony. The very next day, Andre Anthony goes cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and has a couple of sacks. Getting back to people, former players reporting that the defense was always in the backfield, then T. Bob Bear was wrong, Jacob Hester, who played football, was wrong, and everybody else that I talked to at the scrimmage is wrong. Ed Orgeron's wrong. <laughs> no, I don't believe it. Because it's not true. Da- uh, Daniel Glenn says, I bet Carroll runs an absolute clinic on the OP defense daily. Oh, talking about Matt Corral. Excuse me, Matt Corral. Yeah, I bet he does, man. Apparently, apparently the offense in the first quarter in that Ole Miss scrimmage scored like five times. <laughs> I will say this: their defense is ass and Dookie Water, but they gonna be able to score points now. Don't get in a shootout with them. Don't get in a shootout with him. Father Bear says, yeah, Nuss needs to keep doing his thing and just focus on decision-making. Yep, for sure. For sure. Uh, C. King, my good friend over at Talking Tiger Sports, says not to mention Coach O is recruiting his ass off. He is recruiting his ass off. And I quite honestly don't – look, you can take it from – you can take it from me – or not take it from me, but how do I want to say this? I don't really give a shit about recruiting rankings one through five. I believe that if you're in the top five, you can win natties. Ask Clemson. Ask Ohio State who's gotten there. Ask LSU. The basis, what people don't want to hear, is that the basis of LSU's recruiting class, and two, or the basis, the, 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 the core and foundation of the recruiting class in 2019 was the year that LSU wasn't in the top ten in recruiting. I, it doesn't bother me. If you hit on players, what does it matter? If you get Justin Jefferson, who's the highest-rated rookie in the NFL Top 100, you hit on Patrick Queen, you hit on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who gives an absolute dog shit? Because I don't, y'all. I don't give a He's a three-star. Brian Thomas was a four-star and can't be guarded right now. Now what? Jamar Chase was a four-star and could not be guarded. Now what? Don't don't I don't care. Uh Harold says, uh, I saw Jeffrey said Kirby's overrated. Harold asked me, Clemson or Georgia? I'm gonna go Clemson. I'm gonna go Clemson by probably 10. If I were betting, man, I would take Clemson plus ten, or minus ten. Anything over that, I don't. I don't like it. Anything over that, I don't like it. I think I do think that this offense can score. 
Henry says, Eric Gilbert drama at Georgia shows that Coach O was, wasn't really a problem. No, he wasn't a problem. Guys, again, I've said this before. I've been told by multiple players and people people on Georgia 247, what is it, uh, Georgia 247 or Dogs 247, the people that cover Georgia ripped me a new one when I got players texting me, players on the team texting me saying that they gave up beds so that when Eric Gilbert came back that Eric could have a bed so that he could mentally get back correct, and that, I don't mean that in the wrong way, but get his bearings back under him, and then he does that to a team. Eric has a lot of uh, God bless him. God bless the kid. I really, I've talked more about mental health on this show because I've struggled with it more than anybody that I know. I've opened up my life. I've opened up my book. And I've told you the issues and problems that I've gone through. I feel for Eric Gilbert. Coming from someone that's struggled with it. Some point. He's not the only person that's dealing with mental mental health problems. You got to have a good core nucleus around you when you deal with stuff like this. The reason I'm passionate about mental health and why I don't run out here and bash the shit out of Simone Biles is because m- the people that do that have never struggled with it. Majority of them using this guy as an as an example you can like clay travis if you want to but the reason that five foot uh seven five foot eight clay travis goes out there and talks trash about god and i'll debate him i'm not talking trash about clay travis you've never dealt with it you don't know what i've been through you don't you know what's the song what's the i'm not trying to be funny here what's the rap song you don't know my struggle so you can't feel my hustle you don't know what i've done been through Y'all can make fun of it if you want to. I'm never going to make fun of it. Uh, Kurt Paul says, Ed or, Ed's overall coaching record in the SEC is 32 and 31. Okay, and? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kirk, I love you, man. But that's the most Matt Muscona thing I've ever read. Most Matt Moscona thing I've ever read, my brother. He literally said that a couple weeks ago. Uh, Brandon says, 0-2, and, and it's not even close. LSU rolled his ass twice. Exactly. Every time Kirby goes against Alabama, LSU, and other elite teams in the SEC West, he gets patty smacked. Gets his ass smacked. Don't come at me with Kirby's a good coach anymore. Don't come at me with that. He got recruiting classes. He got to a national top. He ain't won shit. He ain't won shit. He won the SEC once, and so is Ed. So how are you going to compare them? National title means more than the SEC championship. Drives me nuts. Matt Trent from WBRZ says, Matt Trent is the sexiest media member in Baton Rouge. Says Matt Trent. Matt Trent says he's the sexiest media member in Baton Rouge per him. Do you, let's do a poll. 
Give me a thumbs up if you think Matt Trent is the sexiest media member in Baton Rouge. Give me a thumbs down if you think he's not. Oh, this is going to get good. Matt, I love you. The people are about to speak, my guy. The media are about to speak. Or the people are about to speak. This is about to get bad or good. Hey, I, hey, angle. Look, it might be good, get, be good or bad. I don't know. I don't know my man like that. <laughs> High Point Media says they want to fire him because of what exactly? Because he doesn't give them the access they would like at certain media members. High Point Media's got a point, bro. Look, High Point Media's got a point. Oh, Charlie Viator. Yikes. Gives the thumbs down. Craig Schilling gives the thumbs up. And Adam says, who's my trend? <laughs> Come on, bro. This is my man over at WBRZ. Been on the show multiple times. Brings me on WBRZ. I've go, uh, I haven't been able to go on with him the last couple times. Mario says, I'm behind with with you, Blake, on this. Um, talking about mental illness, and so does Jason preach. Mental illness is not a joke. No, it's not a joke. No, it is not a joke. It's not. People who make fun of it have never struggled through it. Think Clay Travis and, and, and everybody. I'm not talking about the political stuff he talks about. I, I, I don't give two shits about that. I really, really don't care about people's politics. Really could care less. But he did go after Simone Biles when she came out and said, look, if she's struggling with it, I'm going to take the woman at her word. I don't know her, nor do I follow her. Got too much of my own problems following LSU. Ryan Thibodeau who sends us $5 on YouTube. Oh, get to y'all's Rudy Poos of the Week. We got six minutes. Get to your Rudy Poos of the Week. Put them in here. Who is your Rudy Poo of the Week? Fire them in the comments. Fire the Rudy Poos of the Week in the comments. Um, says reports. Uh, it says hashtag Rudy Poo reports and people who don't know football but think that they do. Guys, I'm just telling you, man. Then if that report on after further review was true, then that means that everybody else was wrong. Uh, Brandon says, I, for one, love the number 16 ranking. Keep shitting on the boys. Please keep shitting on them. It's true. Hunter says on YouTube, recruiting rankings are Rudy Poo. They can be Rudy Poo. What was it, the 2015 top – Top 10 guys, or no, top 20 guys in the 2015 recruiting class. I'm pretty sure, or 2015 or 2016, like the Dylan Moses class. None of the top 20 guys were drafted. Let me repeat that. I think it was the 2016 class of the top 20 guys on 247 and rivals. None of them got drafted. Yikes. Great evaluation, boys. Uh, Ronnell Whitfield says, thumbs down times two. Golly, boy. Uh, C. King says, the people that won't owe fired, who in the hell will will replace him with? I, I don't know. I mean, I would think that they would want somebody like Elaine Kiffin. Um, you know who they want? They want Dabo Sweeney. That's who they want. Dabo. Dabo got that drip. Y'all saw that? You saw Dabo's on TikTok? God, every time I see him on TikTok, I really want to buy it. All right, here comes some Rudy Poos of the week. 
<laughs> Travis says Tim Tebow's blocking is the Rudy Poo of the week. Guys, that's it was bad. It it was bad. You could tell he don't want that life. He don't so yeah, he don't want that life. He don't want that life. Uh Robert Plaison says Rudy Poo of the week goes to the Georgia delusional fans. Henry says Rudy Poo to Zach Van Rosenberg. Okay. And I saw Henry earlier said great boosie quote. If they don't know my hustle, they can't feel my or they don't know my struggles, they can't feel my hustle. They don't know what I've done been through. Got a lot of Tebows in here. Call the cat done says uh Tebow for Rudy Poo of the week. Yikes. I like this one from Brandon. Brandon says Rudy Poo of the week to ACC Big Ten and Pac twelve. Become an all-buddy-buddy trying to create the alliance. The SEC should uh, play a 12-game conference schedule if that happens. You know, Brent, I'm with you until the very end. I would still like to – like, I like LSU's going to UCLA. Like, it gets stale when you play the same teams over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like, it's cool when the Saints, you know, and they don't have the ability to play as many teams, but it's cool when the Saints – like – who what? I'll never. Me and my wife, and I've said this before. Me and my wife have season tickets to the Saints games. When Tom Brady was still with New England, I think it was a couple seasons ago. It was Week Two. Uh, the Saints started off zero and two, and Tom Brady came to town. Uh, by the way, if you want to know what New England fans and Boston people are like, it is it is horrendous, horrible, horrible fans. Um, hey, Mike. Hey, Mark. Mark. Like, I'm looking at my brother-in-law, Brennan. I'm like, what's a Mark? I don't even know what. Hey, Christopher. 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 Tom Brady going to kill you. Get a couple more Rudy Poos of the week. Trying to find them. Here we go. Henry says, Rudy Pooh, Kirby tampering, and then ending up in the same boat. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Let's see. Jason says, on the Collada show, said this morning that the coaches are forcing Mike Jones to play Mike Linebacker. Did you see his interview on Tiger Bay? Yeah, and he he came here because he wanted to play Mike Linebacker. Like, he wanted to play in the inside. So, that's correct. Uh, the first thing he says is that he transferred to LSU because Clemson wouldn't let him. Well, and, and look, in that same interview, Mike Mike talked about – who, Mike Jones? Mike talked about his struggles playing in the inside. And what we do know is that he has been playing the slot. So, basically, what that tells me is that LSU has gone to Mike Jones, who, Mike Jones, that they've gone to him and said, look, we want you on the field. You're too good to be sitting on the sidelines, but we're going to work with you at playing on the inside. And, and Ed Orgeron has talked about – Ed specifically has talked about other linebackers outside of Mike Jones. When mentioning Mike Jones is not a name, when asked, he goes, yeah, he's he's learning, but look, he's playing the slot right now, and then sometimes he moves in the inside, he struggles a little bit, but he look, he's playing on the outside. Take it for what Ed said now. We got video and footage of him playing in the slot. so, And he's cool with it. Great kid, great attitude. Uh, Jared says, Texas A&M ain't ready for DBU. Uh, Jarrett or Jason also says the Rudy Poo of the week to the AP po- AP poll. 
They they Rudy Pooh now. All right, let's do three more and then we're getting out of here. Um, I saw this. Ronell Whitfield says Rudy Pooh is to skip Bayless for disrespecting Jenny Taft. Well, not only disrespecting her, but calling people fat. Like, guys, I, I'm telling you, I guarantee you Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is the guy that's on the mic that won't back shit up. He is that guy. Uh, and Henry says, Rudy Pooh, people that argue with Marcus Spears, Shannon Sharp, and Ryan Clark about NFL techniques and NFL tang- uh, NFL intangibles. Yeah. Y'all notice how I'm going to leave that one alone. Y'all notice how Ryan Clark ain't been around LSU for a little hot minute, huh? (laughs) We'll leave that Ryan Clark one alone. Roger says, Rudy Poo, the Bama fans on Coach O's live press conference. Yeah, we know they scared. Yeah, I saw that. People kept sending them to me. Like, people kept sending them to me. It's crazy. And we'll end with this one. Stefan said, Ed is 29 and 12 in the SEC at LSU. Don't come with the 32 and 31 Rudy Pooh. All right. So, guys, we've been over now. We'll get out of here on that. All right, guys, we will see you tomorrow. I'm pretty sure Zach, Megan, Zach, Zach Mettenberger, uh, we talked to, I talked to Zach last week, um, texted him a couple – or went back with him a couple of times – it looks like he's going to be joining us tomorrow. So it's going to be interesting to catch up with former LSU quarterback Zach Mettenberger. We'll talk to him about LSU and around the SEC and much more. So he's going to be firing up his new podcast over at Believe. So looking forward to Zach being on tomorrow. So we'll see you then. We'll see you. We'll have a good time. And until then, have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.